In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. I am glad to be with you today in your campus here, in our OCCM meeting, and we'll speak about discovering the will of God. Discovering the will of God. Actually, I'll speak about the outline of the lecture. Number one, I'll speak why it is important to discover the will of God. Then, I'll speak about three important principles that will help us to know if what we discovered is the will of God or not. And at the end, I will give you eight steps to help you to discover the will of God in your life. So why it is important to know the will of God, to discover his will? You should know that God has a plan. In Jeremiah chapter 29 and verse 11, it says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you. God is speaking to us. I know the thoughts that I, God, think about you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. So God actually has a wonderful plan for each one of us. When he created us, Actually, before our creation, he had a plan for each one of us. And this plan is a plan of peace, not of evil, to give, you, to give us future and hope. Like a father, our parents, all of them, they wish the best for us. God, our Heavenly Father, wants the best for us the best for us, and he has a plan. And God wants his will to be perfectly accomplished in our life. Why? Is it control? Because God is a controlling God? No. He wants his plan to be perfectly accomplished in our life because this is what will give us joy and happiness and peace in our life. And when we fall out of his plan, that's where we start suffering. In the letter of St. Paul to Colossians chapter 4 and verse 12, he said, always laboring fervently for you in prayer, why? That you may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. So, Epiphras was praying for the people in Colossi fervently that they may stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Why? Because this is what will give us peace 
and joy and happiness in our life. And we have the example of our Lord Jesus Christ. He came to do the will of God the Father. As we read in John chapter 4, verse 34, the Lord said, My food is to do the will of him who sent me. So actually, what does it mean, my food is to do the will? Meaning, when we do the will of God, we will be nourished and nurtured. That's what the Lord Jesus Christ said about his relationship with the Father. He said, my food is to do the will of him, of the Father who sent me. In John 5.30, the Lord said, I don't seek my own will, but the will of him who sent me. And in his prayer in Gethsemane, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he said, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. So here the Lord Jesus Christ give give us an example how he came to do the will of the Father. Maybe some of us will say, we know the will of God. Now I discovered, but I cannot apply it. Or another person say, to discover the will of God, it requires wisdom. Yes, but God also, who has a plan for you, for future and hope, plan for peace and not evil, God also is willing to give you the wisdom that you need. Not only to discover his will, but also to execute it in your life. St. James in chapter 1 verse 5 he said, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all abundantly and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Do you need wisdom to know the will of God? Ask for it, and it will be revealed. Also, God himself is speaking to us in Psalm 32 and verse 8. I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. And I remember in one of my sermons I said, when God said, I will instruct you. He is not giving us a direction. But, sorry in the comparison, but he's like GPS. What's the difference? You know, before the GPS, if I want to come and visit you, you'll give me a direction. Take this highway, then exit uh, in in this exit, and then make right in this traffic light, make left in this stop sign, etc. And I take the direction and I follow the direction. And if actually I missed exit, maybe I will get lost for hour. But God, 
when he told us, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go, he actually holding my hand, walking with me, step by step, and if I miss the direction, he will actually re-guide me, like detouring or rerouting. He, he will redirect me to the right way. In the Psalms it said, God will guide those who miss the way. يُرْشِدِ الَّذِينَ يُخْتُؤُونَ فِي الطَّرِيقِ God will guide those who miss the way. So even when we miss the way, God will guide me. And as I said, happiness and joy comes only in doing God's will. Because you are created for a certain task. And you will never be happy unless you know this purpose and live for that purpose. People who did not find their purpose, they will not live happy in their life. In Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 20, he who heeds the word wisely will find the good. And whoever trusts in the Lord, happy is he. When you trust in God, in his will for you, you will be happy and blessed. Also in the Gospel of John chapter 13 and verse 17, the Lord said, if you know these things, if you know my will, Blessed are you if you do them. So the knowledge is not enough. You will be blessed when you do them. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. In Psalm 34, verse 8, David says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in him. Following the way of God, shows trust that we trust God and when we trust him we will be blessed we will be happy in Psalm uh, 119 which actually we pray in the first watch of the midnight hour this is actually the longest psalm in the scripture. Uh, verse 1 and 2. Blessed are the undefiled in the way, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with the whole heart. When we seek God and we walk in his way and according to his will, we will be blessed. Another verse in Psalm 128, verse 1, Blessed is everyone who fears the Lord, who walks in his way. Walking in the way of God means walking in the will of God. In Revelation chapter 22, verse 14, 
Blessed are those who do his commandments. Because his commandments actually, it is his will. When God commands us to do something, that's his will. That they may have the right to the tree of life. Those who do his will, they will have the right to the tree of life. And may enter through the gates into the city. City of Jerusalem. So we said, God has a plan for you. His plan is perfect. And as the Lord Jesus Christ did the will of the Father, God wants us to do his will. And God will give you the wisdom that you know to know his will and to execute his will. And true joy and happiness comes from the will of God. Also, Unreserved surrender is needed. To know the will of God, you need to be completely willing to deny your own will. A major obstacle in discovering the will of God when I want my will be done. So, we must be completely open to whatever God wants. So, and the best way to do it is to have no will of your own, no matter what. That's what the Lord said in Luke chapter 9, verse 23. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself. Deny himself means what? Denying your own will. Take up his cross daily and follow me. Many times there are two types of prayer. One type I make the decisions and I want God to do it for me. So in a way I am saying to God my will be done. God, I want this to happen to me. Do it. And if God doesn't do it, then I will ask and, and wonder why God does not answer our prayers. But you see here the prayer? I made the decision and I want God actually to execute it for me. But the right way of prayer is to ask God, what do you want me to do? I am here to do your will. So, what you want me to do? And this, by the way, is the prayer of Paul before his conversion, when he met the Lord on the road to Damascus. He asked God, what do you want me to do? God, will lead you to discover his will through many channels. One channel is the scripture, the word of God. Like in Isaiah chapter 8, And verse 20. 
to the law and to the testimony, if they do not speak according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. So, if you don't say to the law and to the testimony, if you don't make the word of God your reference in every decision you make, then there is no light in you. If they don't speak according to this word, it's because there is no light in them. So one channel is the scripture. Another channel is my spiritual father. Another channel is the godly friends in my life. Another channel is the church fathers. So all these and the voice of the Holy Spirit inside me, within me, all these are different channels that will help me to know the will of God. Also, another channel, God will guide us by opening doors and closing doors for us. So, he will close certain doors and will open certain doors. As we read in Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 6, In all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. How he will direct it? He will open certain doors and he will close certain doors. And I will give you an example uh, how God did this with St. Paul. Also, God prepares and directs. What do I mean? God actually, in the upbringing of St. Paul, even before his conversion, God was preparing and directing St. Paul to this great mission by making him a disciple of Gamalail, by making him join the sect of the Pharisees. All these actually were steps to the great mission. So we may not understand all the steps but we should trust that God doesn't do anything haphazardly. God will both prepare and direct us for whatever he has in his mind, even if he did not reveal it to us. <coughs> uh, in 2 Samuel chapter 22 and verse 33, God is my strength and power and he makes my way perfect. He makes my way perfect. He prepare and direct my steps. Also in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 20 and 21 St. Paul says Now may God of peace who brought up our Lord Jesus from the dead that great shepherd of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant make you complete in every good work to do his will. Make you complete in every good work 
to do his will, working in you what is well pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So God actually will make you complete in every good work in order to do his will, working in you to do what is well pleasing in his sight. And when God is leading, one of the sure signs that I am walking according to his will is the peace. His peace will rule in our hearts. Even if I am in prison like Paul, even if I am in the lion's den like Daniel, even if I am in the furnace of fire like uh, the three young men, but I will have peace. Lack of peace is an important indicator that what we are pursuing may not be the will of God. Or maybe it is not God's time yet. So the peace, in spite of all circumstances, the peace that comes from within is an indicator that this is the will of God. As St. Paul said in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. As I told you, the scripture is one channel to know his will, but also seeking counseling, seeking guidance from mature, godly Christian, from our spiritual father, from those who submit their will to the will of God, will help you. As we read in Proverbs 11, 14, in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. Also, God may lead us one step at a time. And many times we don't understand the big picture. The big picture is not revealed yet. So when God actually taking me only one step, at this moment, maybe I will be confused what God wants from me. But in spite of this, I will have peace. As we read in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 21, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left, your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. Although we don't rely on science, especially a supernatural science, 
But sometimes, or many times, God actually send us signs that will help us to know whether this is the way or not. Uh, like in the book of Judges, Gideon asked for a sign. But this sign was like a supernatural sign. When asked God actually to uh, have the dew only on the fleece and not on the ground, and then ask God for the opposite. But believe me, many people share with me how God confirmed their decision through one sign or another. And let me tell you, there is nothing happened by coincidence in our life. If you walk out of this hall and you meet somebody, this person whom you meet is not by coincidence. Nothing happened by coincidence in our life. So, look for or seek confirmation from signs from God. And God will send you many signs to confirm his will. And the last point why we should discover the will of God, because also obedience to his will will bring a blessing. Obedience will bring a blessing. Obedience to his will. As we read in Isaiah 48, verse 17 and 18. Thus says the Lord your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God, who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. Oh, that you had heeded my commandments, then your peace would have been like a river, and your righteousness like the waves of the sea. So when we heed his will, our peace would be like a river. And our righteousness will be like waves of the sea. So these are some points why it is important to follow or to discover the will of God. Because God has a plan. His plan is perfect. The Lord Jesus Christ did the will of the Father. God will give you wisdom to discover and to execute his plan. True happiness comes from doing the will of God. Unreserved surrender to his will is needed. God leads us through the scripture. He leads us through opening and closing doors. God actually all the time is preparing and directing us toward his will. God's peace will be a strong indicator you are walking in his will. God will guide me through counseling, spiritual fathers and godly people. God may lead me one step at a time. God will send me certain signs to confirm his will for me. And obedience to the will of God will bring me many blessings. My peace will be like a river. My righteousness will be like the waves of sea. Three 
important and quick principles. The first principle, if you really want to discover the will of God, you must be willing to do it even before you know what it is. If you are not willing to do it, God will not feed your curiosity. Just you will discover your will just because you are curious uh, to know it. And that's it. No. Uh, in John chapter 7, verse 17, if anyone, if any man will to do his will, he shall know the doctrine, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. So, the Lord is saying, when we know the will of God, we should be willing to do it. The Jews actually rejected the Lord Jesus Christ and rejected his doctrine. So the Lord said, if you want to do his will, then you will not reject me. You will not reject my will. You will not reject my doctrine like the Jews. You will be willing to do them. So the first principle, if you want to discover the will of God, you need to be willing to do it no matter what. No matter what. The second principle, God is not an author of confusion. Meaning what? God will not send you a certain message through the scripture, a different message in your heart, a third message through your father of confession, a fourth message through your parents, a sixth message from uh, your friends, and so on. God's not a, an author of confusion. So, if it is actually the will of God, God will change the heart of everyone almost to be in consensus this is the will of God. Except if some people who are willingly, willing, clearly, they are against his will. And this will be outside our calculation. But anybody who is willing wholeheartedly to know the will of God, all of you will be in agreement. Whether what you read in the scripture, whether the voice in your heart, whether the counseling you are getting from your spiritual father, whether what you hear from your parents, everything will be going in harmony together. The third principle, simply, it is our daily or hourly fellowship with the Lord. Meaning, I told you God will guide us like the GPS when you are driving, you have to keep your eye on the GPS. If you don't keep your eye on the GPS, you will get lost. In the same way, you need to keep your eye on God. 
God will instructing and teaching you. So if God is to guide us, then we must first focus our eyes on Him, to look to Him regularly throughout the day, to have this fellowship with Him from minute to minute. So these are three important principles if you want to know the will of God. Number one, to be willing to do it, no matter what it is. Number two, God is not author of confusion. What you read in his word, it will be what you hear from your father of confession, it will be what brings peace to your heart, etc. Number three, you need to be in fellowship with God and to walk with him all the day long if you want to discover his will. Then the last point in our lecture, practical steps to discover his will. And as I told you, these are eight steps. And some of them are repetition or emphasis on what we mentioned before. The first step, walk with God. Walk with God. God will not reveal his will to somebody who is away from him. You need to develop a relationship with him. Christianity is about having a relationship, unity, oneness with God. It's not a set of rules and laws you fulfill. It is a relationship with God. And that's the mystery of the incarnation, why God became man. Because our transformation will come not through set of laws and we need to follow them, but our transformation will come from this union with God. And you must cultivate your relationship with God. You must seek to know Him from day to day. Spend the time in His Word. Spend the time in prayer. Take every opportunity to be involved in the church. Take every opportunity to be active. Sacraments of the church, fasting of the church, all these disciplines are very, very important to know the will of God. As we read in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and 6, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean, lean not on your own understanding. In all, or you, in all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So when you trust God and you don't lean on your own understanding, then in all your ways he will direct you and uh, guide you in every step in your life. Number two, surrender your will to God's will, as I said before. Many times when we say, I want to discover the will of God, actually meaning, I want God to do my will for me. Abuna, pray for me that God may help me in this and this. 
Pray for me that I may join this school. Pray me for that I may marry this girl or this boy. Pray for me that... So I made the decision, and I want just God to, to execute it for me. Uh, in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Presenting your body a living sacrifice, it's self-denial. Means you sacrifice yourself on the altar of love, the love of God. Holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So I need to offer myself as a sacrifice. I need to renew my mind, to have the mind of Christ. Then I will be able to know the perfect, holy, good, acceptable will of God. If God actually died for us, shouldn't we be willing to live for him and to surrender to him, to his will? Number three, obey what you already know to be the will of God. Let me tell you, almost 98%, 98% of his will is already revealed to us in the scripture. If you are not following this 98%, why God would reveal to you the 2%? In 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, this is the will of God, your sanctification. God wants you not to lie, not to swear, not to curse, not to judge. God wants you to forgive, to be humble, to serve all, and to be the last of all. God wants you to abstain from love of money, sexual immorality. This is the will of God. So 98% of the will of God is revealed to you. Do them. When you do them, actually, God will show you the 2% that are very, very particular for you. But if we don't obey the things that God has shown us already in the scripture, why would we think that you will reveal any further information? God will tell you, go, do what you know first, then I will let you know the rest. Number four, seek godly input. Seek godly input. You need to have Godly and Christian mature, spiritual mature mentors, like your spiritual father, youth, servant. You need to have mentors in your life to help you, to guide you. Even uh, we, the bishops and the clergy, we have our own mentors. 
and we have our spiritual fathers, and we go and ask them for guidance, ask them to help us to make decisions. In Proverb 11:14, where there is no counsel, the people fall, but in the multitude of counselors, there is safety. The church is designed to help us greatly with this. God did not ask us to worship him as individuals, but he wants us to worship him in community. And he called this community church, and he made the church to be his body, the body of Christ. And I encourage you to be in the church every single time the doors are opened. This will make you involved more with godly people and with the community of the believer. And this will help you more and more to discover and to discern the will of God. Number five, pay attention to the gifts that God gave you. I told you God has a plan for each one of us even before our creation. So God created you to fulfill a specific role in this world. God did not say, you know what, today I will create 1,000 persons and that's it, haphazard. No. Each one of us is created for a certain purpose, a certain goal. And there is no one else who can achieve completely what God has purposely created you to do. St. Peter, in 1 Peter 4.10, he said, As each one has received a gift, minister it to one another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. So God has gifted each one of us to perform a special mission. So when I know my gift, this will be the will of God for me. Pay attention to how God has gifted you. His plan and his will for you is directly related to the gift that he has given you. So, See what are your gifts, and then it will make it very easy to know what is the will of God for you. Number six, listen to God in prayer. Many times our prayer like monologue, not a dialogue. We start the prayer, and then we say, God, I want this and this and this and this. Hear us when we pray, thankfully, our Father right in heaven, and then we leave. It's like you enter into the dean and you submit a request. And before he answers your request, you left the office. So he doesn't find you to tell you yes or no or what's his plan for you. You went to your professor and told him, I want to know 
what you want me to do in, in, in this research. And before he answers you, you left the office. Many times we do this with God. We need to learn from Samuel when he said, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. You need to learn how to silence your mind and your heart. To silence your thoughts that God may speak and you can listen to his word. Uh, maybe after you finish your prayer, then in a piece of paper, you can write the questions that you are waiting for God to answer. Whether it is about career, about job, about relationship, marriage, monasticism, consecration, whatever. And it can be one or two or more questions. Write all of them. And then sit in silence, waiting for God to speak to you. And believe me, when you train yourself, then an idea or a thought will come to your mind that you never think about or thought about. And it will give you peace. And this is a strong indicator, this from God. God answers us in, in, in a very different ways. I personally get many of my answers during the Divine Liturgy. For example, I'm praying for a subject. Maybe I have issue on a, in one church or I am looking for a candidate for priesthood to this church or whatever. I'm praying for this and leaving it before God. And then during the Divine Liturgy, idea comes to my mind to solve this issue. Or a name, I never thought about it. This can be a candidate to this church. So many, many times I personally get the answers during the divine liturgy. And I feel very peaceful about it. So try to listen, train yourself to listen to the voice of God. In John chapter 10, 27, the Lord said, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Number seven. Listen to your heart. In Psalm 37, verse 4 and 5, Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. So, delight yourself in the Lord means Walk with God happily. As the psalmist say, I enter your house with joy. 
I was glad when they told me, let us go to the house of the Lord. When you delight yourself in the Lord, actually, God will give you the desire of your heart. When you are close to Him, He will shape your desires. So your desires will be the things that God has already planned for you. So now your desires will match His will. God will give you the desire of your heart and also when you trust in him he will make these desires to be actualized but the key point delight yourself in the Lord the last point take a look at the circumstances as I told you God closes doors and opens doors Uh, let's read Acts 16 from verse 6 and see how God closed the doors to St. Paul and opened other doors. Acts 16 from verse 6 to 10. And when they had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galicia, they were forbidden by the Spirit to preach the word in Asia. We don't know how, but maybe no people came to the synagogue. No people was willing to listen to them. They did not actually resist. If God doesn't want us to preach here, then they went to another city. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So what did they, they did? So passing by Mysia, they came down to Teruas. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. So after he had seen the vision immediately, we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord has called us to preach the gospel in them. So look at the circumstances around you. Uh, Maybe the job that you are applying for several times, it's not the plan of God for you to, to get it. So maybe you need to apply for another company, another job. You need to look at the circumstances to face, yeah, there are some doors will be closed, but some doors will be closed. This doesn't mean God doesn't like you, God hates you, God rejects you, God doesn't love you. It doesn't mean all of this. It can be simply means this is not the will of God for you. And look at the open doors. Uh, But also I want to warn you here, not necessarily every open door 
is the will of God. That's why you need to follow the eight steps, not only this one step. I remember, yani, after two days, we will celebrate the feast of Pope Carlos VI. And one of the stories, uh, during the early ministry of uh, Pope Carlos, some of the priests were against uh, Sunday school. So literally, they closed the doors of their churches in front of the Sunday school servants, not to allow them to teach Sunday school. So a group of the Sunday school servants went to Pope Carlos to complain. As usually, when there is something we don't like to do, go and complain. So Pope Carlos told them, yes, indeed, the Lord said, the harvest is few and the libras are plenty. That the verse says so? The verse is the opposite. The harvest is plenty, but the libras are few. But the Pope Carlos, he said the opposite. So they did not understand. So he said to them, what do you mean by harvest is few? He said, now I have many, many laborers in front of me, but they don't have a place to serve. So they asked him, would your holiness elaborate more? He told them, yes, go to the villages. If the churches in the cities are closed in front of you, go serve the villages. And this was the beginning of the village ministry in Egypt. No priests used to go to the villages. And the Christians there, they were Christian by name only. And then Sunday school servants start to go to the villages and do service there. So in the cities, there were closed doors. But in the villages, there was op- open doors. And now actually when you ask about the village ministry in any church, it's a huge ministry. Huge ministry. So God actually allowed the doors of the churches to be closed in order for this ministry to start. So let me review the eight point quickly. Walk with God, surrender your will to God's will, obey what you already know to be the will of God, seek godly input, pay attention to how God has wired you, listen to the Spirit of God, listen to your heart, and take a look at your circumstances. By following these steps, you will be able to discover the will of God in your life. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.